Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is a joy to be able to enter into December with you. Brent, how are you? Good, sir. Oh, December 1st has never felt so good. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I can't believe that it's here. This year has just flown by, um, but it's been full of, of blessings. And part of what um, has been so wonderful uh, of this year, you know, the past couple months, we've been traveling through First Peter and uh, what a blessing it's been as we have experienced a lot of different trials and a lot of different things in this season uh, to be able to study this, uh, this book together. So uh, we're going to kind of share a little bit of, of where we've been and talk a bit about that. So Brent, why don't you kind of share what you've been thinking about? Well, what a great job Ryan Fenneroo did in leading us in song on Sunday and yeah. and John Hayes bringing a great word for us <clears throat> and unpacking our text. And uh, one thing we've seen so far in First Peter, and that's why it's good to be able to take a uh, one of these midweeks to just kind of rehash where we've been. You know, Advent is a time, this these few weeks leading up to Christmas time, a time of intentionally slowing down and different churches do different things, but thinking about the fact of Christ coming, he's our hope, as John preached on last week. Uh, and even though we've not started a separate Advent series, we'll see each of these themes of uh, of peace and joy and love in the coming weeks as we think about these gifts that we've received through the coming of Christ. Uh, and of course, with as believers now, after Christ's resurrection and ascension uh, and is uh, interceding for us in heaven, we do look forward to his second coming. Mm-hmm. But one of the themes that we see so often and what we're going to be looking at this coming Sunday is a, is a threat of hospitality. And, uh, you know, I'll read that verse for us in First Peter chapter 4, verse 1 through 11, where we'll be. Uh, Peter reminds the body, after speaking, of course, about uh, wives and husbands and servants uh, to masters and citizens to government and all the injustices that may occur therein. Uh, we know that this is a church that's experiencing, uh, as as happens uh, all through history, and Jesus told us as much would happen, uh, relational friction because of uh, the believer's commitments to Christ, morally, uh, relationally, how now they spend their time and their talents and their treasures inevitably, uh, it's causing them friction with the unbelievers. And they're being slandered for it. They're experiencing hardship. And believers are losing relationships with their actual biological family members. Mm. Uh, and so we come now to chapter 4. And listen to these words here. Verse 7 of chapter 4. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, so above all, first and foremost... Keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers over a, a multitude of sins. And we would say on the opposite of that, as we'll look at a proverb on this Sunday um, that speaks to uh, the opposite of love covering over a multitude of sins, we'd say a, a, a hatred that provokes right a multitude of uh, basically exasperations. Mm-hmm. But then he caps it with verse 9. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Uh, as each has received a gift, and then he'll speak of various speaking and various serving gifts. But a theme that um, I think is good for us to spend, slow down, spend a little time on, uh, is that word hospitality uh, and the role that it must play in the life of a church and the life of, in our lives as believers. Maybe we can speak a little bit about the difficulty, Stephen, that it's been showing hospitality in COVID when it's like you're just your mind is confounded. 
but one of the Next Steps questions we'll have this week is to challenge us to think here in the month of December, uh, finishing off 2020, is asking our people, all of us, to be thinking and praying and asking the Spirit, God, would you show me how I can show hospitality in this season? Uh, that's not simply hospitality outside of the church walls. We always want to be mindful and being equipped, as as, uh, as Pastor Roman led us well in our uh, reinvestigating Jesus study, of which people can still receive those trainings and and get caught up on how to do a, an intensive four-week uh, Bible study on who Jesus is and what he calls us to do and how to respond. But this is hospitality inside the church walls. This is an intentional life-on-life uh, life, uh, time of from, from the book of James, of confessing sin to one another, uh, to bearing each other's burdens. And uh, the, we know that there are many people in our church family. Forget the whole East Texas slogan of the Bible Belt. I think that's, that's becoming a, a rusty phrase I'm not a fan of. I've heard that too much. <laughs> Uh, you know, a Bible belt, a belt can only be so big, Stephen, right? I've heard in Missouri, that was the Bible belt. I've heard people from Tennessee say that's the Bible belt. And I'm like, well, how big is this belt? <laughs> well, we just had Thanksgiving. So maybe people's belts need to loosen get it up. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but I think, I think that can be a dangerous, uh, uh, you know, presupposition to hold when we know there are multitudes, younger people and older people alike in our, in our, in Grace Bible Church that have lost family relationships, uh, not because they've been rude or cold, but because of their allegiance to Christ, their commitment to Christ has cost them real time with their real biological family. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you think of that, and even though we live in a land of blessing, we have uh, perhaps in America the greatest amount of wealth and, uh, and resources ever, so it's easy, I think, when we lose some of those family relationships to say, oh, I'm okay still, I'll be all right. Um, but the desperate need for hospitality to one another and loving each other, well, you got to spend enough time to love each other. You got to spend enough time, clearly here they're spending enough time that they're in, they are have an instinct to grumble against each other <laughs> uh, like roommates would. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're, they're spending enough time together that they're, they're being stretched, uh, and they're but yet they're being compelled to show hospitality because exactly what Jesus said would take place is taking place uh, in the present-day Turkey uh, for these churches and is taking place even today and all across the world and never will not be taking place until uh, the Lord comes and enacts, uh, uh, makes all things new. And until that happens, um, as believers are, are made new and unbelievers are, are, are not, um, there's going to be host hostility in the family. I'll read for us here, Stephen, before I hear some of your thoughts. Uh, in Matthew chapter 12, as a reminder, it says, uh, verse 46, While Jesus was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brother stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and, and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and, and, and sister and mother. And, and then just a few chapters later, in Matthew chapter 19, after the, the scene with uh, uh, the rich young man, uh, Jesus says here again to his disciples, uh, uh, judging uh, verse 29 of, of Matthew 19, and anyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or lands for my namesake 
will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. That the local church is God's rescue plan for the world. The gospel, mm. the gospel proclamation, discipleship oriented, but hospitality as you prepare for fiery trials. That's refining trials that mm-hmm. God uses and, and and grows us and develops us and challenges us. Uh, we have got to be as believers thinking: How do I intentionally reorient my life, not around my hobbies, not around my interests? But how do I reorient them around these local believers that I've committed my life to, to grow in Christ's likeness, to, to aim to fulfill the Great Commission, uh, to be making disciples and uh, to be confessing sin with, to be serving, to be encouraging, to be provoking to love and good deeds? Uh, how do I show hospitality to these faces? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a challenge that, if I can just speak frankly, with COVID-19, uh we have the perfect excuse, all of us, to be distanced from each other. And I want to, I want to say, uh, how much of a blessing it has been to have this this uh, recording material. Um, that's probably the, the least technically accurate way to describe <laughs> the, the new camera system that we have put in, audio visual system. That has been a huge blessing, and to hear from so many of our homebound uh, and really high risk population uh, of how much this has blessed them has been so encouraging. Uh, but to know in a larger consumeristic culture, as people, you know, are maybe tempted to make church the back burner to think, oh, I'll log on and catch it later. Yeah. Uh, that you can't practice hospitality doing that. No. You can't practice hospitality not seeing each other face to face. And yeah. Uh, and then that commitment then of, a, you know, there's a difference between traveling somewhere for a holiday. Right. Uh, and and then saying, you know what, I'm I, my life is oriented toward me. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't work out to what I want to do, then I'll show up if I got nothing better to do. Yeah. And that's a difference because uh, it's not consumption. It's hospitality. It's a pouring out of our lives together because these are now our brothers and sisters in Christ, not in name only, uh, not in music preference or not in speaking styles, but to say, these are the people I'm committing my life to, to be and make disciples with, and I'm going to pour my life out with them and to them because not only do they need it, but also one day in God's grace, I know I'll need it too. Yeah. Um, Well, there's a reason that the word hospital is in hospitality. You mm -hmm. know, it's not simply a, I think, I think there's a temptation amongst all of us and, you know, I'll be the first to raise my hand. There's probably some of this, I could be guilty of this as well. um, That when we have people over, we want to invite someone over that we have to make sure that our house is spick and span so that they'd be impressed with us or so that mm. they would notice, you know, hey, we've got this thing and whatever. Um, but the truth is, is that that time that we spend together is beneficial for us. Um, it is it is good for our souls to spend time with, particularly with other believers. And obviously it's good for us to spend time with unbelievers in our mm-hmm. home as well um, so that we could administer the gospel to them as well. But like you're saying, there is a, a bit of healing that happens by being with other believers. Mm. Um, our church family is um, is a primary source of benefit for our soul mm-hmm. that the Lord would minister to us in such a special way through the people that God has given to us here in our in our church family. Um, and so, I guess as a practical encouragement, um, don't find excuses like you just said. Like we we. Obviously, there are there are health risks that we should be aware of, but um, 
But let's not make an excuse like, oh, there's just too much going on in my house or there are too many toys mm-hmm. everywhere or whatever. Um, inviting people into our lives, I, pr- I promise people feel more comfortable if they feel like they're not having to like not get something dirty in your home. But mm-hmm. if you're able to just encourage them to be a part of what you're doing and then talk about the gospel, share your story of faith, mm-hmm. share uh, what you're struggling with and how you can pray for each other. It's a, it's a, it can be a true hospital type scenario. And I would say if you have pains and you're, you're suffering and you don't really know how to, how to be healed, just like you wouldn't just give a phone call to the hospital, you've got to actually visit it sometimes. Mm. And so visiting people, visiting with each other is a healing bomb to our souls. So, Yeah, there's a challenge there of, uh, and I don't want anybody to hear this and take shame or something like that for not gathering, but here's the sure. deal, right? We need to, every one of us, uh, every one of us needs to seek the Spirit yeah. and ask the Spirit to search our hearts. Yeah. And a great example of that, you know, you think of any marriage, you think of my marriage or any other one. Uh, there's a big difference between me trying to be the Holy Spirit for Sarah or Sarah trying to be the Holy Spirit for me uh, compared to me seeking the Lord and the Spirit clearly getting me right in the heart where I know I need to go. And that's that's a beautiful thing then, right? When I'm able to lead off with, hey, Sarah, I, I apologize for this, you know, mm-hmm. or I offered criticism way too quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I apologize for that. And uh, or whatever it is, it's it's the spirit puts those things on our minds. It's a just a daily small r repenting, and I think when we think of our priorities, when we look objectively at our at our bank statements, when we look objectively at our schedules, and we look and say, what's the big stones that are going first as I plan my week? Uh, what are the what are the things I'm prioritizing? And for the believer, it must be the local church, the local church. Uh, must be a component of this. And he's going to get into this in chapter five of the overseers that are overseeing these people uh, and, and the uh, the church leadership uh, and telling them how to lead and how to care well for the body. Uh, that This is it where there's no long ranger mentality. And, and so as no matter what other local churches do that may try to present things as, hey, log on to this stream or watch this or listen to this podcast or read this book, uh, that's not the same of what it is to demonstrate hospitality. So in a COVID season like this, where some, you know, uh, even as it gets colder, people are going to want to let less and less go outside for dessert or coffee at night. It's going to get a little colder. Um, you know, I think just asking the Lord to show us ways, show me ways, God, to, to practice hospitality in this season. Uh, you know, that could be uh, writing a card to somebody that could be just picking up a phone call that could be sending an email and just saying, Hey, would you be open to, just zoom some time to, to pray together and uh, maybe read a scripture together, but just to see how you're doing. And uh, and let's just see each other even digitally face-to-face and pray together. Uh, that's that's spending your time, your talent, your treasure together. Because mm-hmm. uh, you could be doing a lot of other things. Our time is our most precious resource. I had an older, heard an older believer in our church say, you get uh, when you're young, you, you spend all your time to get money. And when you get older, you spend all your money to get more time. Hmm. And and hospitality is a multi generational component of us pouring together our resources and our energy, but when we prioritize time together, that's a great encouragement. That's a beautiful thing. So you know, on, on, on church on Sunday mornings, try and show up fifteen minutes early, Stephen. I know, uh, I know we'll be going back to uh, to one service at ten thirty here in two weeks. This sun, this last Sunday will be our last Sunday at at nine o'clock. And ten forty-five, mm-hmm. uh, and I know in this Advent season we talk about the importance of slowing down, uh, 
uh, you intentionally bring in some uh, uh, some more classic kind of songs that people may be used to during the Christmas holidays. Yeah, can you tell us about some of those? And it's not you know we're not just singing Jingle Bell Rocks going on here. <laughs> no, uh, some of these are very beautiful and heavy <laughs> uh, and meaningful lyrics. Yeah, so we'll sing uh, "Come All You Faithful," which you know isn't explicitly Christmas. Uh, language, but it is a song that we sing at this time of year. Yes. That we do come, uh, we all gather as believers to remember uh, the coming of our Savior. And so then we'll sing Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, which does um, talk uh, intentionally about our sinful need for Christ. Um, but um, yes, he has already come to uh, to deliver his people, but he will come again to to... Um, to make all things new, and so um, we do wait for His coming, as we did, as we you know observed the Lord's Supper this past Sunday. Uh, we we do that until He comes, uh, and so we will we will pray for, prayerfully uh, sing that, and so yeah, we'll sing some some Christmas songs, and uh, we'll do that through this Advent season, um, finding our hope only in Christ. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to see everyone Sunday. And uh, I love this season. Uh, you know, I, I like the colder weather coming in. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I just enjoy this season of slowing down a little bit, thinking of the hope we have in the Lord, the peace we have in the Lord, the joy that's ours in the Lord, and the love that's ours in the Lord. Uh, so looking forward to that. And uh, and I know even Stephen looking forward to uh, Christmas Eve service at four o'clock. Uh, yeah. And I believe that's going to be on the twenty fourth. I think year. it is on the twenty fourth. Incredible. This year. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're well, looking forward to it.